Well, I would definitely say it felt like I was more going through the motions and checking the boxes for the business. And I've learned a lot since that day, by the way. <laughs> I've learned a lot since that day. Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Have you ever started down a path thinking, yes, this is awesome. But then, over time, things change and you might suddenly find that it's harder to get up in the morning, hard to do the things you used to glide through happily. Things that used to get you excited now seem like a burden. Maybe you're just going through an internal shift that you need to explore and see if you need to change your routine, change your job, change your habits, change something. My guest this week knows a little bit about how to find clarity when you feel off track or muddled. She's done it more than a few times, and now she teaches other women to do the same. Nina Aubert is an author, speaker, and joy seeker. She is the author of Listen, Learn, Love, Lead, and My Daily Clarity, 90 Days to Connect, Create, Communicate, Celebrate. As the founder of Success Simplified, Nina's mission is to provide action-oriented tools and strategies so that her audiences and clients gain the ability to remove doubt discouragement and distraction to replace it with clarity, confidence, and commitment. I can't wait for you to hear her story. So without further ado, here's Nina O'Bear. Let's go. Hey, Nina, thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so excited. I am too. I am too. And I always like to say where I met people, we met in Clubhouse in this really cool room for women entrepreneurs. I love your story of how how you came to to where you are now. Um, so you started off in corporate with hotels, and then morphed that morphed into your own business, and then you've had a more recent shift. So that's I, I want to get to that, but I want I want you to go back and give us a little bit of the background. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for having me. I am looking forward to this conversation. I think. And I just say that, like, so let's just get that out in the open. Because, um, I'm sorry, that was hilarious. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. Fair because, enough. Totally get it, by the way. I do. I do. But tell me why. Tell me more. Stay tuned, because what has been asked of me is, right, to dig deep and be real and genuine, which is a goal of mine, of where we are now. But let's just give you a little bit of how we got to where we are now. So we can talk about that. Yeah. Which I think is great. So I went to college, which is a big deal, by the way, it was not my idea. It was my mom's idea. And she actually picked what background I should get into, which was the hotel restaurant management. And it had something to do with you're a people person, you know, I think you'll do great in that. So 
Yay. Glad I listened. Glad I went, went to a small school, started work the day after graduation. And let me tell you, it was a blast. It was a total blast. And so mom was right. Mom was right. Mom was right. I love that. I kind of love that because I kind of never feel like I'm right. I will say as a mom. But it does give us hope, doesn't it? <laughs> right, right. Okay, so mom was right. And so you- mom, mom was right. And I worked for Hyatt Hotels Corporation. I will give them the credit because I stayed with them the entire journey. And many opportunities were afforded to me. We moved. I say we. Yes, my husband and I um, moved across the country for an opportunity that I was um, given. And then- we had our first child and what's interesting is, and you'll probably hear this theme in my story. Um, when we had her and then when we moved, we actually moved right after having her for his work. I really had this feeling like there was something else I wanted to do with my life. And yet while I was on maternity leave, although I looked while I was on maternity leave, now we've switched States. I have this opportunity to look. I went with what was comfortable and I stayed with Hyatt and they gave me an incredible opportunity and that opportunity turned into another incredible opportunity. So I don't feel any like remiss from that. But then when I had my second child, I really knew this industry was like no longer for me. So, um, I, while I was on maternity leave with her decided to leave and you would think, Oh, is that when you became an entrepreneur? Well, no, even though I had the inkling that that's where I was going, I didn't have, let's just be honest. Are we being honest here? Um, Yeah. I really don't feel like I really had the confidence to go do it. So again, took another job still in a corporate atmosphere, the federal reserve bank. Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah. Little excited, joyful bebopper Nina now in a pseudo government organization as their training and development specialist, where I was now going to infuse the seven habits of highly effective people, what matters most. Um, we were just going to really try to change the way they looked at things. Mm. And so Oh my gosh. Boy, that's that's a that's a, a challenge, I imagine, to take that on with uh, such an institution. Yes. Yeah. And I did, right? And I did. But then I had these babies that were being raised um by somebody else because mm. I was all in. Now they were asking me to start travel and work at some of the other branches. Um, and there was that, you know. Mm, like kind of uncertainty, but we had just bought a new house and we had just bought a new car. And so I was just going to stick with it. Mm -hmm. And then 20 years ago, um, right after September 11th, if you remember September 11th. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't continue. I I couldn't continue. Um, It hit me personally hard. I actually, um, 20 years later, just recently spent a weekend with some women on the anniversary. And I thought everyone was going to have the same story as I did. And I realized that not everyone did. Some were actually very, very young. Some 
because of where they lived, it didn't really affect them. But myself, my husband um, worked for the federal government and it changed everything with Mm. what he was going to have to do and be. And I no longer wanted someone else to raise our babies. And so I think that was like the push and the courage and the like two by four hit me in the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I went ahead and I took the leap of faith and I turned my hobby into my business. Wow. Wow. So you started coaching then. Now d- at some what? point in there, you, you were doing direct sales. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 So no, I wasn't coaching. It's the direct sales piece that ah. so I was enjoying this hobby that yeah. actually was a d- direct selling company. So you had a little side giggy kind of thing. Go, they like that new word, side giggy. Um, side giggy. So you had your side gig going on that was a hobby selling direct on Amazon, right? It was. Was it Amazon home- or eBay? So it was a home based business. And so um, this home-based business was called Creative Memories, and it was a mm-hmm. scrapbooking company. And man, 20 years ago, I'm not going to act like we were in the dark ages. There was a website, but it was, you know, it was very basic. It, You're right. Yeah. What am I thinking? Amazon, like 20 years ago, like, it, wasn't a, it wasn't really a thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, yes. So um, more so, I think what we did is we would have home parties we would show the products and then people Uh would tell us which products they wanted. Then we would kind of go behind the scenes and order them their products. Got it. Yeah. Really trying to remember, doesn't it make us sound like ancient when I talk about that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But needless to say from, from such a pivotal moment and now recall, I, we had just bought a new car. We had just bought a new house. My Mm. income was part of the puzzle. Mm. You know, my name was on the leases. My name was on the car and I pressure there. Yeah. But I went to my husband and I'm like, I, and I was doing the bills. And so he's like, well, can we do it? Of course we can. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Uh, And I wonder if, you know, having that, right. Sometimes that's what we need. So as I said before, I feel like there was always a little part of me that was like, maybe corporate's not for me. Being out on my own is for me. And just having that moment of, well, now I'm going to do it. Right. And, and I'm not saying it was smooth sailing, uh, but there was a lot of incredible stuff that happened over a 13 year period with selling scrapbooks. Wow. Wow. And you loved what you were doing and you got to be, you got that flexible time. You're with your kids. Totally get that. Yeah. Totally get it's why it's why I um started photography with that idea in mind that I wanted something that would be flexible enough to where I could be home with them when they needed me and you know, and it was a side gig for a long time before I was able to go full time with it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's yeah. some, yeah. So you, so you took that opportunity and you, and you, you, you made it happen. 
Yeah, took that opportunity and ran with it. And so glad uh, because what was interesting, I didn't know the pieces and parts about that industry. I had never been a part of it. Um, and, you know, again, it wasn't the popular choice with a lot of people because Hyatt Hotels, I had great benefits with them. One of them being, right, free hotel rooms. Right. <laughs> to travel. But who knew if you worked your business that there were incentives and that's, that's very big in the party plan industry. And once I started to realize that and really, you know, put my energy in the right way towards that five years in a row, I earned all expense paid trips for my husband and I. So what was so cool was while our kids, right, were young, then my family got to come in and help. We got to have our own private time like that. Just, I truly do um, appreciate that I had that time. I appreciate that industry. I understand why people get into it. And then there comes a time, right? You, I feel like you always have to check. Are you in alignment with your mm-hmm. current assignment? Are you still in alignment with the company, the product, the services, like all the things. And I'm again, in that one moment, it was like, something's changed, something's shifted, what's next? Hmm. And then, <laughs> so, so now something changed. So let me actually back up before I ask you what's next. So the something changed, something shifted. What did that feel like to you? What did that look like in your day-to-day? Well, I would definitely say it felt like I was more going through the motions mm. and checking the boxes for the business. And I've learned a lot since that day, by the way, (laughs) I've learned a lot since that day. And I think what was changing was a simplistic idea, product, company that I could get behind year after year after year, like the world, right? Started to get more complex and more, um, more diverse. And it was interesting because at first I thought, okay, more diversity, more options. This is going to be better. But who I am to my core, it wasn't. More didn't mean better, (laughs) you know? Like more product when you say more more product. We at one point, I think had 500 different products. When I first started with the organization, I don't know, we maybe had 50, I don't know, 30. Wow. I don't know. You know, so the evolution of it and going with it till I no longer could go with it. Mm-hmm. And it is, it, 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 when it becomes such a part of you and in that industry you do, you're with so many different people. You're never in business um, by yourself, you're, you're in business for yourself, but that industry, you're really not in business by yourself. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's like, wait, this isn't feeling right. Oh, what am I getting? And then is there going to be this grief and this loss and this, it it was, it was interesting. If I do say so, it was very interesting and not, what were you worried about being in grief and loss over? I think what, is what I'm all about. And that's more, I, I feel like the people and the connections. Uh, and I know that I know, right. You, 
whether you're working with people or not, you could still keep the connection. And we also know a lot of times connections are based on common interests. Mm-hmm. And so when that common interest is no longer there, mm. right, something's going to change. Mm. Mm. So the, the fear of the grief and loss came from the idea of giving it up and moving on. Yeah, I think so. Cause I kind of yeah. knew, all right, this is no longer, oh, man. I mean, I started to learn about brain training and the uh, power of, you know, feel good first, then take action. I learned mm-hmm. that from a woman named Dana Wild. I highly recommend her. And it was no longer right. I, I couldn't get to a feel good place so that I could take action. Mm. So I, again, learned very quickly that if for me, it was going to be a push, then why am I still doing it? Yeah. Wow. So eventually push comes to shove. I, I was listening to something the other day and I was like, yeah, that, that really is it. It's the, it was another podcast I was listening to and, and, and the, the host asked the guest, how do you know, how do you know when you're, when you're ready to, to jump into the wild or, or something like that? Like, what would you, what would be a question somebody could ask themselves about basically being ready to make a change? Right. And, um, I started thinking about the idea of, of being on a cliff, you know, and maybe have the, the idea was that there's enough when you, when there's enough pain, when the pain of staying in stasis over is, is more than the pain you fear in stepping into the next thing, that's the precipice, right? So I was like thinking about, okay, if you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you, you know, you could jump pretty safely into a a pool of water below, but it's high enough that it scares the bejesus out of you. But there, maybe there's a bear coming up behind you on the cliff. (laughs) It's like, which one are you more afraid of? Right. (laughs) I'm going to yeah. jump in the water if I see the bear coming behind me. So this, so this happens for you. I'm assuming you get to that tipping point. I definitely get to the tipping point and I really don't tell this part of the story too much, but I feel like Yvonne and other people would want to know because I see a pattern and I'm not beating myself up for my pattern, but it's how I feel like it's how I'm designed. I knew that I knew where I could step in powerfully would be to share my, my personal development, share what I've learned through personal development, through training and development, through speaking, through, again, the programs I had been through and it really was calling to me. Mm. And people were like, well, you were so good in party plan. (laughs) How about, you know, we throw you this idea. And I allowed two companies to woo me uh, again, because it's like, well, yeah, it's what I know. Look, look what I was able to do, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I remember again, like for a set, it really felt like a split second. It's like, okay, I'll do this. This sounds great. And then it was like, oh my gosh, doesn't it come back to, right? Where is the confidence to just go, go do that other thing. So even though I established my company and I started to do it, it's like I had a safety net net with a couple of other um, party plan companies. And again, I had fun with it. 
I did well with it. It was a totally different being. Yes, it was a product, but it wasn't like with creative memories, I wasn't selling you a completed scrapbook. You had to create the scrapbook, right? So I was teaching and I was encouraging and I was, you know, telling, talking to you about the stories and how important they were. So it was funny when I started to sell just products, I was like, wait a minute. There was, there was something about creative memories that was different. Mm, and it was the training bit. It was the teaching. It was the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, so you, that was your back, your, like your, your safety net, right? Did you start to do the, the one-on-one co- Cause I know you went to one-on-one coaching. Did you start to do the one-on-one coaching with that safety net happening? Like, was it a side gig again, side gig yeah, thing? So- Right, right, right. So it's like giggy. I love it. Right. We say giggy. (laughs) (laughs) Getting giggy with it. (laughs) I did have both simultaneously going on uh, again. Right. Because I had kind of made that commitment. Let's try this other thing. But really, this is what I want to do. So they were they were simultaneously going on. And what was happening was I was creating programs and I was essentially doing group coaching because my programs were not just information, they were transformation. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, right, I had my side giggies going on that were products. Uh, And, and again, listen, what I've learned in entrepreneurship, truly a confused buyer never buys. So Mm -hmm. which is it, Nina? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Are you, are you selling? That's just my humble opinion. And I know that people can be multi-passionate and I know you can do multi-things. You can't market them all together. You got to have the funds, I believe, to market them separately. The messages are different. And if we're listening to my story, when things get too complicated, right? That's not who I am. Mm. I'm all about less is more, right? more streamlined, more simplified. And, and I knew that was a core within me, but man, I take a long time to get there. And so maybe that's permission to all of you. <laughs> little by little, a little will become a lot. That's oh my goodness. Yes. Baby steps. Like the, right. It's like, I'm trying, I tell you, I'm, I'm in the middle of just trying to give myself the grace to, to be patient with the journey that I'm on and stay curious because I, so I love doing the podcast and I have no idea where I'm heading with this. I just love doing it. Um, and I hope to make money around it at some point, but I want to, I want to really nail that. I want to know that what I'm offering, whatever I end up doing that I, that I feel like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is something that people need, you know, and get really excited about it. And um, as you said, it takes you a long time. It's taken me a long time to process through that. And then, you know what? I'm just, I just got to be okay with that. You definitely do, which kind of, we can skip forward now to the part where I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Another truth rant, right? Another truth five years ago. So it's a 20 year entrepreneurial journey really two businesses, although there was all those other little things in between. A couple of years into the second business, I had this moment, this epiphany, this real like clarity I've never had before, clarity, confidence, this commitment to what I was doing through a program that I went through. Um, And since that moment, 
man, changed the trajectory of my life. And I published my second book. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. Back up. (laughs) Second book. So what was the first book? Go back. (laughs) Can't we just skip over that? No. Um, I'm going to publish a book, but we're not going to talk about that. We can talk about the second book. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. All right. So the, um, the first book was published as I like to pay attention and listen. And I was putting myself out there as a, you know, as a trainer, a speaker and a coach. And they said, well, these days speakers have books, right? You can self-publish. It's the thing to do. And I was like, all right. Um, I like to write, meaning I journal a lot. I haven't even spoken about the power of putting pen to paper yet. Mm -hmm. So why not? But really the thought of writing did not fill my cup. However, for the past year prior to that, I was doing one minute videos on Facebook. And so another person I overheard said, you know, you don't have to write your book. You could speak your book. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. What do I have here? Let's see. Let's go back. And again, some kind of divine download, the title of the book came, then the idea came and we ended up transcribing my videos and putting them into a book format. Mm -hmm. My first book is called Listen, Learn, Love, Lead, 40 Simple Messages for an Inspired Life. And we, and I say we, because my daughter, my older daughter helped me transcribe it. And we added quotes and then we had the transcription. And then of course I have a piece there where I want you to reflect on it. So, so excited, so happy, self-published, had fun with it. And I was like, that's good. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And then I went on an own, my own personal journey, a journaling journey, which again, I've always written. I have the diaries. I love to take notes. I'm just that person, not even realizing the power of putting pen to paper. And I learned a system from someone else. And of course I took that system and then I molded it into my own. And for over 500 days, I journaled with an accountability partner. And through that, after having this epiphany of um, clarity for myself, I came home and within a day or two, I published my second book, which is really the system that I had created for my clients. Wow. Now I have this book called My Daily Clarity, which is a 90 day journey that you go on by putting in the work mm-hmm. <laughs> to get more clarity, confidence, and commitment to who you say you want to be, what you want to do and what you want to have. Wow. Wow. That is so amazing. And so you, you did this with an accountability partner for how many days again, for 500 so for over, for over 500 days, the most beautiful soul named Kat Wagman, who I'm so glad she got to see the finished product, but she has actually since left world. And yet that journey we were on, we had no idea really what we were preparing for, which was really to prepare her for this grand journey um, where she, because we had learned that power of putting pen to paper, 
it really helped her when she got sick and for her to advocate for herself and for her to do all these things. And so I really feel like it was not a coincidence that we were together, but a beautiful, beautiful God incident. So I say this because five years ago, I, I, I still am. Well, okay. Five years ago, I was proud, proud about it. I got people to use it, but I've never really launched. I never really let people know about it. If it comes up in conversation, it comes up. And now more than ever, really within the last several months, and really since I've met you, more and more people are picking it up and it's having a really incredible impact. And so now here I am, like, what am I doing with this? And should I be doing more with it? And now it's like, wait a minute, I already have a business model. What's going on? And so that's how you and I started having this conversation. It's like, do y'all really want to know how I feel right now? (laughs) (laughs) Talking about a book on clarity and where do I sit in this journey? Yeah. It well, you know, I always say it like this, this, you know, when we have breakthroughs, it's not one and done ever. Right. So, so you might get to a point of clarity and then life, you know, you, you've, aha, aha, I've got my aha moment and I'm going to, now I know where I'm going and know what I'm doing. And then, mm, Ooh, I don't, and then it gets muddy again. Right. So it's a constant need to do that. And even if you're the one that created the book, of course, you're going to have your own moments of, of muddled, uh, non-clarity, right? Yeah. So maybe you shouldn't be listening to me now because right now (laughs) I'm a little muddled. (laughs) No, that, you know what? I'm discovering more and more that are, that we can make a difference for people even when we're not crystal clear. Like, you know, I, I, I held off on starting the podcast because for, for two years, I had the the idea in my head for two years and I held off on doing it for a number of reasons, not, not the least of which was, um, busyness and, and didn't know how to do it. And, 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 and imposter syndrome, but imposter syndrome, it turns out, I look back on it and that, that was really the biggest thing. And I was like, well, I'm not an expert. Why am I? Who's going to listen to me? Why, why would anybody want to listen to me on a podcast? I'm not an expert. Like I don't have, what do I have to offer? But, but what I do have to offer is my journey and, and my non-clarity and that I'm just trying to stay curious and figure this out just like the rest of everybody else, you know, and hopefully I've got people on like you who can come and tell your story and share your messiness so that somebody else knows that their messiness is, is, is normal. It's part of it, you know? Totally. And I, it's interesting. I want to, I want to grab that word curious. I love alliteration. I love, uh, what do they call it? Like when you have a, oh my gosh, it's now it's, alliteration and acronyms. I love it. Oh yeah. Acronyms. And so the subtitle of the book is 90 days to connect, create, communicate, and celebrate. But really it's kind of like 90 days to curiosity, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> of, of what is going to come out. If you can honestly do the, the work, right? The deep 
work. And I wonder, I don't wonder, I know that I'm at that point right now. It's like, we can no longer stay on the surface. There's been, there's definitely been change. There's been change for a lot of people. You know, when you first told me that, 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 that first part of your real change came from, from nine 11 happening. uh, My first thought was, wow, we're in the middle of another sea change just like that. Like that, that was a defining moment. Like I was living in New York city at the time. Um, and so many of my friends ended up leaving the city afterwards and, and essentially not to, I think just from a need of, of reevaluating and, and looking at where they wanted to go and, and making essential changes in, in my core friendships from, from the city, just all around the country, you know, um, really interesting. And, and now I think we're in another time of, of everybody just taking a step back and reevaluating and looking at what's really true for them. You're good. Um, <laughs> let's, just, you. let's just give her her props um, because you. you're really good because that's really where I'm at. In May of 2020, we moved, physically moved from where we raised our babies for 25 years from South Florida to South Carolina. And my husband is retired. We're young. He's retired. And then part of me is like, but I'm just getting going. And um, I think up until now and just recently, it's, we lived in an apartment. We hadn't lived in an apartment in a long time. Ooh, that's kind of cool. He actually had the opportunity to do some contract work in Florida. So we lived there for seven weeks in a hotel room. That was kind of cool. You know, um, we built a home. We had never done that for six months. That was kind of cool. But now the dust is settling, right? Literally. And <laughs> um, what has, what just happened? You know, that's such a whirlwind. And I know my story, there's other people who probably did the same thing, but there's other people who didn't move and everything changed, right? Mm. Maybe their friends moved out. Uh, Maybe they, you know, a lot of people remodeled their houses. What, what, what was there for that? You know, but uh, I guess I'm trying to get my words together because I think it goes back to when I've had the the most significant change has nothing to do with any of that. It's what's truly going on in the inside and the inner work. And it's time for me to do that again. I got to be curious. So doing that journaling is key for you to get, that's your, your tool to get. And it's, it's interesting because I could show you. I have, I've been my best, um, my best purchaser. (laughs) I use, I use the book. I'm not just a promoter. I actually use it and I have all of my books and I, I just wonder now that we're talking, it's like, it is a part of my practice. It has morphed and changed. And yet, yeah, I feel like Let's remember to the beginning of this whole conversation, have I gotten to a part where I'm just ticking the boxes mm-hmm. and not doing the deep inner work? Oh my gosh, right? That's 
a great question to ask yourself. Yeah. I started doing a morning routine um, as part of my getting clarity. And um, that was when I was about 48. I, I read Mel Robbins' book, The Five Second Rule. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to stop hitting that snooze button. I'm going to put my alarm across the room. I'm going to put my feet, have to put my feet on the floor. Uh, so exercise and meditation for 30 days. And then she had a, a, a journal. Then I tried to put journaling into my process. And I started with a bullet journal type idea and morphing some of what she had in her journal with the other things and so powerful. But I do find like, let's say for instance, part of it is like, I have a little gratefulness section that I do. So I try to do a gratefulness process every morning and it's hard sometimes to not just be phoning it in um, to really tap into what you're grateful for right then and there. Mm-hmm. Boy, it took me a long time to get to that. Sorry. No, I, what I love about this, it's so interesting because I never listened to Mel Robbins. I imagine, I'm imagining that maybe somebody I follow, I got the idea from someone, right? And I, well, I know where I got it from. It was a woman standing up on stage who's a very dear friend told us about her journaling exercise, but who knows, maybe she was inspired by Mel Rupp. I don't right. know. Right? None of us I, get this stuff. It's not like anybody's making this stuff up, right? right. We're all like borrowing said, from other people and then turning totally. it into our own, what works for us, right? Totally. So it's so interesting now that I'm, and this is what I love. It's kind of when I was in the scrapbooking, people didn't want to talk about other scrapbooking companies or other scrapbook supplies, or maybe if someone wasn't on your team, they didn't want to invite them to meetings. I'm like, y'all it's the more people who know, the more people who know, you know? So you talking about Mel Robbins, which I heard that again, just recently, yay, we have a platform because what's interesting is part of my daily clarity are four things. Drink more water. People, if you are not clear, if you have foggy brain, I don't know who else needs to tell you, but drink more water. I promise you, you're not drinking enough. Move your body. You know, for me, alliteration, walk, but maybe not everyone can walk, but move your body. And you just spoke about that. Mm -hmm. Then for me, it's the word. So word could be meditation. It could be what you're listening to. It could be the songs. It could be the words you're saying to yourself, which is my brain training part of me. The music you're listening, words matter. Let's just say that. That's why word had to be in there. And then my final W, surprise, write, <laughs> write <laughs> it out because the science behind it, what writing does for you. But in this conversation, you and I both have agreed there can be, and we're not going to shame ourselves or blame ourselves or whatever. There can be the ticking it off kind, which I still think has power. And then the, there can be, am I willing to really get these thoughts these emotions, these feelings, these words out on paper, because keeping them inside doesn't always serve us because we have 60 to 90,000 thoughts a day, they say, and about 95% of them you've had yesterday. And so I ask you, which of those thoughts are serving you? And not many of them. So instead of having it rattle, rattle, rattle in your brain, get out a piece of paper, write it out. A lot of times when I'm at that point, I got to just write it out. The piece of paper ends up getting torn up, thrown away (laughs) because, but it allows my brain then to clear. And since I'm all about clarity, these are the ways 
that I can support people in that and myself, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I will say that two things that tend to drop off my routine um, in the morning is uh, visualization and journaling. But when I do them, they're so powerful. And, and two, like the whole idea of like phoning it in and, and getting not, not going deep. Somebody said something the other day and I was like, oh, yeah. Like I'm often all about getting out of your comfort zone and they made the case for, you know what? Sometimes you need the comfort zone. You, you need that. You need that rest. You can't always be pushing yourself outside of comfort. And I was like, oh yeah, that is very wise. <laughs> I guess my point is we shouldn't beat ourselves up for going into that automatic zone. Right. And I think probably, but what we're both hearing or what we could discern from that, at least what I'm saying about my story is where has it become autopilot ticking the boxes, but I'm doing the routine, but is it moving my life forward Right. versus this works? So it's in my comfort but using it and going deeper is the part that's out of comfort. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I guess just talking this out. Thank you. Talk therapy maybe is what we're doing here. People. Um. <laughs> you know what I love, I love about I, you and I have known each other for, for maybe less than two weeks. This is our second conversation and uh, you know, uh, I love the depth of it. So thank Thank you for, for being so open and candid and, um, and going there. Well, I think we'll take another C and just bring it out there. I know that my soul craves that. And listen, there's, there's only so much life, right. That we get to live. And I want to choose to go deeper. I, I really do. And so I thank you for the opportunity to do that. My soul definitely craves it. And I imagine more people are going to come to the table for it because I think it's going to be a better place, a better world when we do that. And you, you brought it up so eloquently. How interesting 20 years later, and are people really looking at that and really, um, taking stock in what's really going on with themselves. And so here's this opportunity. We're going to offer you some simple systems or strategies, uh, whatever works for you to do that work. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. This has been a tremendous conversation. Um, is there anything that you, how can people find you? Where, where do they go to get more Nina? Ah, yes. So I mentioned it as of this moment right now, I am in clubhouse doing a room called cup of joy Mm -hmm. and it's every Tuesday and Thursday at 9am Eastern standard time. There's no plans to change it yet. And since clubhouse is connected to Instagram, I now spend more time in Instagram and come check it out. I really just like to have fun. Uh, you know, share some, share, share, share some joy and some clarity and that kind of stuff. So Instagram or clubhouse is where you can find me. Very cool. And you have a website too, right? 
Um, so what I'll do is make sure that I get the, um, the link to that in the show notes for everybody so that, you know, they can find all your links They can find you in, in Instagram, find you on your website and then, uh, cool. So Nino bear is how people find you in clubhouse and pe- like if folks, if you're not in clubhouse yet, I'm, you I feel like I should get paid for pushing clubhouse, but I'm not. Um, but I am such a, such a, a raving rabid fan of, um, the power of it and the connections and the collaborations and people I'm meeting. And it's, it's amazing. Who knew? I think that's part of what has happened this year, right? So we're talking at this moment, we're nine months into, I'm nine months into Clubhouse. And I think it really did. It really changed. It was a, it was, it's been a defining moment right now in my business. And, and so with those things and pieces and parts and changes, right? I think that's where the evolution is continuing to go. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Uh, Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, there you have it. I think my biggest takeaway from talking to Nina is the reminder that journaling is just really a powerful tool for gaining clarity. I really do better when I'm journaling, so I'm recommitting to making it part of my morning routine. I'll keep you posted on how that goes. And besides that, I love her high energy and joyful attitude. She's so fun to talk to. So hey, if you want to know more about Nina, her coaching services, or her book, I'll have that information for you in the show notes. In fact, I think I'm going to be picking up a copy of um, her clarity uh, journal. And uh, what you can do is you can just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and click on the show notes for episode 80. Episode 80. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> I want to give you a personal invitation to join me in Clubhouse. I host rooms every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time along with my buddies Cecilia Dentino and Hannah Starabin of the Twisting the Plot podcast, which I love and highly recommend. And our friend Yael Gilboa, who you might remember as my guest on the podcast from episode 44. You can join us there in direct conversation, like real back and forth, which I would love to talk to you about how we can live our best lives in midlife and beyond. If you're not familiar with Clubhouse or can't bear the thought of being on one more social media platform, I just want you to know that the time I've spent in Clubhouse has been rich in real conversations and relationship building and totally worth the time I've spent there more so than any other social media platform I've ever been on. If you have questions about it, I'd be happy to talk to you directly. You can email me at latebloomerliving at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. I, I can't tell you. I know, you know, this is an investment of your time. I really appreciate that you are here with me still. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.